0: Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey guys, another episode of Inside the Closet. Emma and I today are discussing everything from our Netflix special to what happened with Louis C.K. at the cello this week. And where we're going to be performing and a bunch of other things. It's a little serious, but you know what? Every once in a while, it's okay to get serious. We even talk politics. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for listening and Enjoy. Okay. Hey, girl. Here we
1: are.
0: So, I mean, where do we begin?
1: Well, I want to begin with, ad- or I'd love to begin with ad- addressing the um, fun of Netflix.
0: I want to thank all of our fans for being so fucking awesome and our closeteers, which they've been messaging me on Instagram. <laughs> and um, I know you wanted insiders, but I think they've spoken, Emma, and it's the closeteers. Okay. Fair. Uh, and but it's so it's been such a great week and everyone's been so nice and I really I don't know Emma and I are just over the moon we've been texting each other all week just beaming with excitement and just happy that you guys have responded and I don't know you guys are just the best and I hope that you know we we try and make you guys laugh and bring some joy to people's lives and you know we're trying
1: it's it's also good too because it's, I when, so when I first they had sent us the footage which we had told you guys about. And I was like, I'm not watching it. I look like a turducken. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what did you say you look like? I thought I looked like a turducken. I thought I, when I lo- watched like little clips of it, I was like, I look like a turkey stuck inside a duck, stuck inside a turkey eating hot oh. dog or whatever it <laughs> is. Because I, sometimes I get like just like I'm like, "Ugh," but then, so I was like, I'm not watching it. So I was with, I was with our therapist, and we were flying to L.A. on the morning of the 31st. Mm-hmm. So she was like, let's watch Mateo's. And I was like, yes, yeah, let's definitely watch Mateo's. So we started watching yours, and we were like, we were watching it and laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, I love how they edited this. And when we had talked, and you, you said you thought maybe you came out with too much energy. And then I was like, no, it was it was perfect because it seemed like – it seems like it matched the setting, which it did. So I was like, oh my God, like, this is great. So I, and then she was like, Maddie, you want to watch yours? And I was like, no. Then we got to LA and I started feeling kind of nervous because I was like, uh-oh, like, great. I have something shitty out there. Like, I feel bad. Like, I was like really grumpy. And then we were also like jet lagged. And she was like, want just watch No. Then we watched two other ones. I won't say from who, and I was like, oh, I hope I didn't come across like those ones. Oh, God, and then, but they were still really good. I was just like, I don't know about that. And then she was like, please just watch. It felt like a guy trying to convince a girl just the tip.
0: Girl. <laughs> At one
1: point she goes, Emma, can we just watch the first 30 seconds? And I was like, no. And like, and she's like, you know if it feels good, then we can watch the whole thing. I'm like, no.
0: See, and look, then, I, I had hesitation watching mine. I just can't believe you've had this much hesitation watching yours. I find that shocking.
1: Well, see, I, I would, but then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy with this. I love how it came out. I felt like.
0: My whole felt, family watched you, by the way. Like they were all together at my grandparents' house, like all 800 of them and they all watched you
1: and loved uh, you. That's It was just, I liked how they edited it. I liked how they did it and I really liked the 15 minute format and. I thought it made everyone look really good. I thought it was like a good slice of life.
0: I think so, too. I think it was a great introduction to showing people what, you know, like a real comedy club is like. I mean, that's what we do. We go up. Obviously, we do an hour. And obviously, you and I will both do an hour at some point. But this is what a typical New York comedy cellar Friday night looks like. And (laughs) it just felt really great to be able to showcase that. And I think yeah. people are really nice because they're just like, please, Mateo, do an hour, this and that. We want to see an hour from you. And I was like, girl, I'm like, if I had any control, I would have started. I know. <laughs> but, um, I've been, you know.
1: I've been telling people to tweet at Netflix when they write that to me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, just tweet at Netflix or write to Netflix.
0: Right. That's what I say. I have got, I mean, I've gotten a lot of followers and a lot of responses yep. and stuff. And I don't know. It just feels really good. And Emma, you were so. Good and it was really great to watch you because I just think you don't understand how natural of a performer you are and how yeah, natural great. all this is for you. I mean, and you really my just. Re-
1: has been up, so I've been having like I didn't do because the art therapist is visiting, so I didn't do any shows Friday. I did do two on Saturday, and mm-hmm. uh, I I I went and saw uh, Mateo and I have a friend Julie who's a stylist and she got me an outfit for when I'm potentially doing Colbert again, but she got me some other stuff. And I told her, I was like, I want to go more feminine. You know, a lesbian here, I go more Feminine. so right when I walked in the apartment, she was like, don't freak out when I show you the clothes. You said you wanted to go more feminine. And I was like, okay. She like put them upstairs. Like, she put, upstairs she offers you
0: Diane up for Diana's wedding dress.
1: Oh my God. I trust her so much. I would try it on. Cause these, she she's me- amazing. She's amazing. So she got me this cute, Jules Irene, if you're ever looking for style, she got me this and cute And she's about pink to have jacket. a kid. About to have a baby. she no. got me this cute pink jacket, and I've been wearing that for my last three shows. And my oh, been through the roof.
0: Um, I like how we were on a billboard.
1: Yep, and that, I hate that picture of me, though. That's why oh, I, I hate that I picture of like me, too.
0: I look like a clone of Mateo that they didn't get right. Or I look like one of those Madame Tussauds where it's like it's not like it says it's Jennifer Lopez, but when you get closer, you're like I really can't tell if I thought it was uh, the mother from Adam's Family.
1: You, it looks good. Your body looks great. It just looks a little washed out.
0: It doesn't look like me. I mean, I'm just gonna say right here, right now, it's not me. But I'm I'm happy to be involved. Um,
1: Yeah, glad to be to the party.
0: You guys have been writing good reviews for our podcast on the um, uh, on you know the Apple review, whatever the hell you write them on. I read the two negative reviews because that's the kind of person I am. And of course. Oh yeah, was... I've
1: got the negative reviews tattooed in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really Someone was I so
0: mad we that we they kept. They, they were mainly room. mad at me because they think that I repeat too many impressions. Which I mean, they're not You're, you're wrong.
1: delusional. That's not what they—they they didn't say that. I don't think they, they did said both. Of them. Uh,
0: they said well, they yeah. had
1: to hear one more story about my pathetic love life, and then it <clears throat> felt like I was competing with you when I was with the Canadian. Just competing. Oh yeah, with that was. Apple.
0: Which I think is really funny because I was like, you know, if if they think I did too many impressions, then fair enough. But like you and I have never been competing about—I don't think anything, right. I think we're both pretty good to each other, especially about love. I didn't ever get the sense that we were competing over love, but um, it's whatever. Um, but everyone's so been read, great. So you
1: read the, uh, you read the thing.
0: I read. What do you mean? The I read. Um, I just read the. I read all the reviews, and they were all really sweet. So I'm just like, okay, I can't wait till we're back together in the studio, though. It's so hard. I hope you guys understand, like. It's so hard when we're both traveling so much to be able to do this. like, Right. Uh, you know. So well, at least we get to, it, we, we get to talk to her on the phone. Um, I uh, really hope Lindsay Lohan sees my uh, special because she's been in the news lately. Because What, of the vi- what do you well, think
1: of the dancing? What are your initial thoughts? Because my initial thoughts were that people were being mean to her.
0: Well, yeah, people were being mean to her. Uh, I think she was just having a good time. Uh, I think that w- here's what the best part about it. Whether people were being mean to her or not, she posted it herself and took control of the mean. Which was smart. Which was very smart and also frightening because I didn't realize she was so self-aware. Um, so, wow. you know, in a sense, it's kind of like, oh, wow, Lindsay... Lindsay gets it. But then she also you know, tweeted, uh, RIP John McCain, feel better. So,
1: you so know, she go- didn't.
0: Yes, she did.
1: She tweeted, RIP John McCain, feel better.
0: Yes, yeah, she Instagrammed it. She said, RIP John McCain. The, the, the picture's out, and everyone who I love has been send- sending it to me. Um, I guess I am the like, Lilo News headquarter, but... Um, which,
1: which is concerning.
0: He, well, I just love that she said, feel better, John McCain. Or RIP, feel better. So, you know, she's, it's like, sometimes I think she's lucid and she gets it, and then other times I'm like, okay, she still has no idea how to spell mother back or mom backwards, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I like her.
1: I don't know how to spell mom backwards.
0: Well, that's true. But I do think, I think people mistake my joke about her for hating her. And I think it's the opposite. I actually love love Lindsay what? Lohan. I do. I find her to Are be. Are you
1: backpedaling?
0: This is not backpedaling. It is. I, it's a classic. A lot of gay men love their. It's like the same thing with Liza. I'm obsessed with Liza. I love Liza. Right. I will follow her to the end of the earth. But yeah, of course I'm going to like poke fun at her. It's, it's the highest form of flattery.
1: You know what it is? It also shows you're interested. If you didn't like someone, you just wouldn't talk about them.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, you know, Joan Rivers is always like, yeah, Cher always got mad when I was, was taken out of the act because it means she wasn't relevant. So at least right. people are talking about Lindsay, you know? Right.
1: When people first sent that to me, I saw it and I was like, okay, you know what? She's got, she doesn't have good rhythm. But, <laughs> then, but then, and I was like, at least she's out there trying to dance. But then what became concerning was I was like, you know, man, she's got to be kind of fucked up. Like, like that, like when she does the like leg lift and the slow and we'll, if you haven't seen the um video, we'll post it up on the Facebook page. It's There's the point where she flips her hair back and then does the slow leg lift out of rhythm with the music and then again, which <laughs> I've been there dancing, but it's like, she looks fucked up. So I, she's, do,
0: she's doing the lead low. That's what she called it. She's like, gotta do the lead low. So
1: I, that's I will what she be. She called it after people freaked out, and then she has like someone who helped her save that.
0: Some gay was like, you better post this now and take control of it. Otherwise, we're right. fucked.
1: Where did that happen? Was that in.
0: Mikanos at her island. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: And the resort's not going so well. So.
0: Um, probably not. Um, you know, TV star doesn't really turn into club owner, but I, I wish the best for her. Um, I wonder I what to. next evolution and shape she'll take. Uh, but right, right now she's just making club owner.
1: She will need to, to reinvent herself. She would need to get a little bit healthier to have some resurgence or she'd have to go away for a while and go. I was talking with, I, I don't think it's
0: going to happen.
1: I don't think so either. I was trying to explain show business to the art therapist who's, because she's so even-keeled me ranting and raving about this. is funny to me. Then it, like, eggs me on. But I was like, here's the thing. I was like, you know, what's, in, what's incredible about Madonna is, like, the reinventions of herself. Like, you've got time. You come on the scene, then your story, then people interview you about your story. Then if you're dating someone who's super famous and there's something there, then that's more of a story. Or you keep it going, hopefully, through the different projects you're doing that surprise people and they want to dialogue about it. Then in those next couple of years, it's like something incredibly amazing has to happen or you have to fucking bottom out, scandal, piano piano, then you go to rehab, then you write a book, then you've got another couple of years, then you disappear. And she was like, okay. And I was like, and that's entertainment.
0: I mean, I think that's true for some people. I don't think, like, Stryvan doesn't do that, Cher doesn't do that. You know, it's like, Madonna's an interesting one because I feel like there was a, a make or break moment. And when she divorced Guy Ritchie, she, she went in a direction that I think turned a lot of people off. I don't know. I just am waiting for the next evolution of Madonna. But she seems to be trying to go backwards rather than forwards. It's a strange evolution. And I love Madonna and I, I, I support her. But I'm also a little questionable about the decisions she's making. That being said, I think she's really smart.
1: Amen to that. I actually forgot that her and Guy Ritchie broke up.
0: Oh, yeah. They did bro- this they okay. years ago.
1: What's going to be next for you now that the Netflix is done?
0: Well, I'm going to dress up like a voodoo doll and go to the MTV Awards, and if someone dies, I'll be sure to make it about myself.
1: Are you, are you, going-, <laughs> are, are you going to the MTV Music Video Awards?
0: No, they just happened. I'm just making a joke about what Madonna did two weeks ago.
1: Oh, oh my um, God. I was like, wait, how are you going to do that? They already...
0: Uh, why would i be presenting an award to anybody too um i don't know you know i mean i'm just continuing to perform at the cellar and go on the road and do all that jazz i just uh i don't even know i mean there's so much we can we have to talk about and i wonder if it's even worth us talking about it
1: well my comp yeah my confidence is up so now i'm excited for the next thing i'll try to do we'll see i'm going to san francisco is next week i'm going to go try to do uh, a travel a travel show but i had to cancel some show dates my next show is that's the um oh you know what Wait, are be you after the aren't you Christmas.
0: going to vegas
1: no i i had to cancel it because i thought i'd be filming crazy ex-girlfriend which now i will not be so
0: well oh, why well, don't email ask me.
1: because now i'm going to film the um sizzle for the travel show thing
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry to everyone I'm eating eggs right now. It's my fourth hour, and I have to keep my protein intake. God, I'm such a – you know, I did, I did a radio show this morning, and it got a little heated, but it ended up being a really Ooh. good radio show. But um, everywhere I go, I'm asked about The Cellar. Everywhere I go. Really?
1: What about I'm asked
0: about Louie.
1: Wow. What are people saying?
0: Um – they're just asking my opinion. They just want to know what I think and, and what's going down. And, and I've come to, I, I said today on the show, I, you know, one of the questions I was asked, because I was saying that place is home and Noam and Esty do everything to make that place wonderful for not only the comics, but also for the audience and, um, and the staff. And um, they were asking me about, well, what about Louie? What about Redemption? And my answer was, I don't think we can talk about redemption until we finish talking about how we treat women. That I find it interesting that men want to jump to how does this guy redeem himself when we're still trying to figure out why we can't all get on the same page on how to treat women. I mean, I find it shocking because it's like, there are so many people coming in from so many different opinions and so many walks of life. And it's like, we're still in 2018 trying to figure out How to address women at work, how to address women in private, how to treat women. I mean, I think if this wasn't an issue, it wouldn't be so highly discussed. And so for me, I'm like, I don't know if it's a a conversation about redemption, which I think everyone is in agreement that redemption is something that is, you know, it's something that we all want people to have and work towards. Sure. Um, but right now I think the discussion is just purely about um you know, how do we treat women? How do how how do we better our treatment of women? And I don't know what you there, think of that.
1: Well it's oh treat them worse. No, of course of course. The, well because because it was a partner on Charlotte wrote a piece in the um New York Times about it, about like who gets to have a second chance. And that was really interesting, to me, you know, and then someone else wrote um Candy Clare, the booker at Stand Up New York, wrote a piece, too, about, and, like, kind of the gist of it was, like, you know, he doesn't get to be that guy right now, where he just walks in and goes up. Like, he needs to, and then, because part of it, what I was inferring is, it's like, you know, in the vein of consent, he needs to be giving people the option to see him or not. Then some part of me did understand, though, like him wanting to, because people just to play, you know, maybe a less popular opinion, but it did go through my mind when people were like, you know, he just popped in and he didn't do material about what happened. Now, writing material is hard, let alone writing material about what happened in a way that's actually like funny and does it any justice and isn't disrespectful. So I was like, maybe he's just trying to get his tea legs back. And then he, um, and then he will, uh, then then he'll be able to talk about it. But I actually, I'm glad you brought it up because I, um, it's funny. I wrote down a little list of things to talk about today, and one of them is about my skanky Jane Lynch thing, which I cannot believe I wrote that down and then not this. But uh, I don't know if I'm being too sympathetic. If I was being too sympathetic with him, because he, because because this was one thing that was big for me too he posed himself in his comedy as like a really sick fucked up person whereas what creeped me out even more about like bill cosby was that he didn't then that made me be like oh my god what's really going on here but then with louie at first i was like yeah he's trying to slowly start doing comedy again but um but but then when that people started making those cases i was like Wow, you know, there is something to be said. I really see what everyone's saying and it made me feel bothered at myself that it took other people, women, saying that for me then it, it was I was surprised that I didn't see their point more clearly. So I'm very grateful for Aparna and people like paint eloquently painting that picture and not just being like, <clears throat> What the fuck, that wasn't fair.
0: Well, this is kind of my opinion about um you know, um, I, I read a partner's article and it was great. Um, I, I think, all right, let me put it this way. Cause I'm trying to be as like, uh, uh, like, I think no matter if this man wants to go back and do comedy, I, I don't know that anyone can physically stop him, but, right. well, but okay. you know what I mean? It's like, it, if he's going to do comedy, he's going to do comedy. Um, My take on this is that if he had addressed, even if it was just a sincere, honest moment that had nothing to do with comedy, would this conversation the country is having be different?
1: Say that one more time. I just want to make sure I understand it.
0: If he got up on stage, and instead of doing 15 minutes of normal jokes, including masturbatory jokes, if he had gotten on stage and addressed...
1: That is crazy.
0: And said... said, whatever, hedged it with I'm sorry or I'm here to apologize or I'm on my path to redemption or if he, because I think the reason why people are talking about it so much because we do associate him with being so open and honest about the most fucked up aspects of his life Right. that I don't know why we can hear Alex right now. Is that
1: Alex? Or was it that I just ate a gummy bear? Oh, I hear him too. I hear him too. That's our producer somehow, but Uh, that's our producer.
0: Alex, we can hear you. Just FYI. Um, But um,
1: if he had addressed it, you think the conversation would be different?
0: Well, I'm not saying that the conversation, I'm not saying that any of it would be better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this would, that everything would be forgiven. I'm saying, would the conversation be different? Because the fact that he was so open on us about his fucked up side in his stand-up, and then to get up and uh, just fall on deaf ears, just not even mention it, um, I think people were shocked by that. So, to me, the reaction from people is so big because it has a lot to do with that, that none of it was brought up in a dress.
1: Right, like it's toned. I guess then... I, I guess one thing, too, is I'm just, I'm thinking from such a performer mentality. It's Like, if you go up in comedy when you're doing a set it's like you call your opener your opener and you want it to be your strongest thing because that's the tone for the rest of the show so it's like if he goes up and opens with i'm sorry for everything i did and repent then how the fuck is he going to dig himself out of that but also fuck that because it's not about him digging himself out of something or him having a good set it's about caring about the recovery and healing process for not just the victims but like anybody that maybe was a victim of sexual assault or knows someone who is, which is pretty much everybody. So it's like kind of thinking like before you expose them and like that word feels like really pertinent with it, before you expose them to what you're doing, if you should give them the option to not be around it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't I I think it's interesting because so many people come from so many different sides and my side is I, I think that, above everything else we still really need to have a discussion about how we are treating and talking about women and sexual assault because i don't right. think that it is an issue that people take as seriously as they should and that's not even just against women sexual assault against anybody um right. i mean that sexual assault is is really prevalent in the gay community the queer community uh, the straight community that you know as, again like you said it happens everywhere all the time and we're not taking it as seriously as we can be, and so people are trying to be like, "Well, when are we going to let the guy forgive him?" It's like I, I, that's not the conversation right now. The conversation is about we need—we all need to get on the same page about how to treat women and you know, right. people in general, but specifically in this situation, women. And um, you know, it was—it's—it's it's so strange because every time I I want to talk about it, like I was doing this interviews for. Um, the Netflix 15 and people were asking me about it. And I just like, didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to respond because I'm already nervous enough having this be my first big thing. You know, then people are suddenly asking me my opinion on something like that. And it's like, I don't know that I'm, I don't even know what, you
1: know, I'm barely you know, ready to talk about myself. The, um, the Michelle Wolf in an interview, someone asked her about it and I forget exactly how she handled it, but she was like, you know, since this is about my like first special, like I don't want to give airtime to a negative thing.
0: That's, and that's kind of how I feel. And I, I don't even know if it's worth us addressing this right now. Like I'm wondering if anything I'm saying is damaging to us or to anyone. You know, but um,
1: I was the one that said I could see why he didn't address it because it's a tough opener.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just think it's, something that people are talking about and we're comics and I love the Comedy Cellar and I think that place is, I think it's the best comedy club in the world and um, I agree. I just think it sucks that a lot of people we love right now um, and people we don't even know are in pain because of this and uh, you know I just hope that we all get to a point where we can start having where we can move forward and evolve and, and so that these types Do of things don't have to happen back?
1: again. You think he's going to be back at the cellar?
0: I don't know. I really don't know. If you had asked me that two weeks ago, I would have told you no because I didn't expect him to come back this week or last week or whenever it was. You know, it's like, I don't know. So, you know, I'm not even going to worry about that. I'm not even going to think about that. Um, I'm just going to think about, you know, the things that I can control.
1: I agree. That's all you can do. How's fitness stuff on?
0: Um, you know, fine. I just had eggs and oatmeal. So there I got my protein and carbs in.
1: What do you do when you get, don't you get sugar cravings?
0: Yeah, of course. I had gelato the other day. I I was, okay. So my family, I have family, like family friends, but family who moved here from Sicily and they were meeting me, uh, (laughs) they were meeting me, up in Manhattan, and they brought their dog, which I swear to you is the size of a horse. And so trying to find a restaurant where you can eat at with a dog is so impossible. And then on top of it, the dog's name is Floyd. So we went to this one Mexican restaurant, and literally the entire time, Floyd kept, like, trying to come in the restaurant. And so while we're sitting and trying to eat, all I hear is, uh, you know, it's so nice in New York. Hey, Floyd, seduto. Floyd, terra, terra. Floyd, pasta. Floyd, terra. Floyd, zampa. Ma and like the everyone's like, The dog can't be here and you've gotta get out and da da like, no, no, the dog is okay and then Floyd is like at other dogs and we're like, No, Floyd,
1: Tana, Floyd, Tara Tara
0: So it was just like <laughs> the most it was the most insane lunch I've ever had. That's crazy. With a bunch of Italians just sitting and screaming at their their dog named Floyd. I just love that the dog's name is Floyd, not like Sparky or well, I don't even know. Whatever the fuck you would name a dog. Even Floyd. You it. Like, Floyd. The name is Floyd.
1: I knew someone that had a dog named Emma, and I was like, okay.
0: Yeah, well, and, and they were your like, Emma won't friend. stop
1: shitting on the floor. I'm like, yep, do we really need plants? Yeah. Who would name <laughs> a dog Emma? That's a pretty cute name.
0: Yeah, but I mean, for a dog, I, I yeah. don't know. I'm I not so sure that. how I feel about that.
1: I told the art therapist that I love her. Oh, my God. You did? Yeah. I had been thinking of it for a while. And and you didn't lead with this? Well, I didn't. I had been thinking about it for a while. And then I was, like, trying to figure out, like, what, you know, I had been thinking about it. And her and I are very, like, you know, she's very calm. It's not manic at all. It's not, like, some, like, crazy dramatic, like, oh, my God, I love you, like, in a way where, you know, I felt like with – The Canadian, I was more like, in fact, she didn't really give anything back to have a a reciprocal relationship, So I think it was more like I was, like, caught up in feeling, like, an exciting thing that I didn't, that felt familiar in some weird ways, but then um, I was thinking it with the art therapist, and then there was this night where, you know, my ex was texting me. And she was texting me about, like, I get really good rates in hotel rooms. So she'd been texting, can you help me get a hotel room? And I, like, sent her back some options. And the art therapist was like, why is she texting you? And then I told her that. And she's like, Emma, that's inappropriate. Like, it's a boundary thing. Like, why are you doing favors for her? Like, that's crazy. That's not, you know, that's upsetting to me. And it just kind of, like, broke my heart. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, like, she's, like, I've gotten a lot better about it, but I was like, you're right. And then, then, yeah, that night, I was just like, I kind of was like, I said it. And it felt really, it felt good to say. It was nice. Well, that,
0: I mean, so that's amazing. So you guys are like full-blown full girlfriends. Full-blown
1: girlfriend.
0: Did she say she loved you back?
1: A couple days later.
0: Really? No, A couple told... no, 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 oh. no, no,
1: no, no, no. She did too bad.
0: I was like, oh, my God, Emma, okay. Oh, my God, I was like... could
1: you imagine if you said you loved someone and they didn't say it back? Have you ever had that?
0: I've never had that, but I mean, I've gotten to the point where I've still told people I like them and then they break up with me a week later.
1: Yeah. That's tough, too.
0: Well, it's just humiliating. I mean, you really just feel like a total piece of How shit. How long you know? did
1: you and TK wait before you guys sent that back?
0: Five days into meeting each other.
1: Wow. And you just knew?
0: Yeah. I mean, it really was crazy, but we, I really was just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is... Because I've been single for nine years, and so I've been doing the gamut. I've been going up and down and meeting people, and, I mean, you know, it's like that I finally met Kike, and I was like, oh, wait, this, this feels completely different. This is that feeling that people talk about, you know? When I said goodbye to him at the airport, I literally sat in my bed and bawled for, like, an hour. Really? Yeah, because I was, like, afraid I was never going to see him again, and that I had lost the opportunity to love. I don't know. It, just, it was... And it's funny to me because it's like it's such a risk and it's such a daring thing to ask someone to be in a long distance relationship, especially at that length when you when you barely met each other. Yeah. But we both felt so strongly about each other that there was it almost like there was no other option. Right. So saying I loved him was like the most natural thing for me to say.
1: Was Kike excited about a special?
0: Yeah, he was excited about the special. I think his friends at work are, oh, uh,
1: yeah, what did they say? are
0: talking about it now. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, just he doesn't really say much, you know? Like, like everyone's like, oh yeah, my friends at work talk about you, Amore. Um, and I'm like, really? Cute. Like, what do they say? I know nothing, no, nothing, no,
1: no. That's tough when someone says, yeah, they talk about you. And you're like, like what? And they're like, oh, nothing. And you're like, what?
0: No, he's like, you know, like, they like you. They say they like you. They laugh, amore.
1: When's the next time you guys are going to get to see each other?
0: Um, We will see. Uh, let me see. I think um, October, because I'm going to Italy.
1: Ooh. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm doing shows in Italian. I have no idea what oh the fuck my I'm God. doing.
1: That's so exciting.
0: I know. I said, yeah, this Netflix thing really was a great week. It I mean, was yeah. great. It was. I fun. also felt
1: good because I was like, oh, I, I have a lot, of material left over. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my first long set on Wednesday, um, so I'll see what it's like doing a long set after. But I, but I was like, yeah, I've got like I've got that. You know, even with that out of there, even if I didn't redo it, then I've got enough time.
0: I'm being I'm going to Boston, by the way, next week at Laugh Boston. So if you're in Boston, you you want to see me the 13th to the 15th. um, I'll be doing a full hour. So.
1: Oh, boy, you're going to do a whole hour.
0: Yeah, of course. Wow. Good for you. I mean, you know, when I go on the road, I have to do an hour. So.
1: Right. Which um, an hour
0: never feels that daunting.
1: I, I usually do uh forty five.
0: I'll probably do forty five to fifty five realistically. I mean but I wanna push myself and see like how much of an hour can I do because I have yeah. so much material and sometimes I don't feel like I can do that material. In 15 minute increments at the cellar because I want to make sure that I'm doing really well.
1: Right. So to do an
0: hour allows so much forgiveness because I know I, if I need to jump back into something I can, but I could take the time to explore something that I want to explore.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. I did a show last night for at an animal shelter, and it was a dog shelter. So they had dogs. Basically, the premise is they're trying to find homes for the dogs. So it's Are you
0: like, telling jokes way. to
1: the dogs? Well, so before we go, I said to the therapist, I was like, this is her last night in town. This is like another reason she's a good girlfriend. I took two of off of comedy, but I did comedy two at the night. But mm-hmm. I was like, look, this show is at an animal shelter. It's going to not be glamorous. It might be a little weird. She's like, oh, it'll definitely be weird. So we get there. And I, but I was also like, also, it might just be you and the dogs." And, and you know what? If I was bombing in front of the dogs, I'd probably still be upset about the set.
0: Well, how do you bomb in front of a dog? I mean, you're talking about licking their asshole.
1: Well, I'd be like, Yes, I guess it's a lot like doing some clubs in the road. But
0: It's like doing a bear event.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I was like, if I bombed in front of a dog yeah, I mean, I'd be like, I'm just having bad energy and the dog starts freaking out. But it was all it was there was like a bunch of people and then they have the dogs like run around and then like you look at the dogs while you're listening to comedy. And Right when we got there, they made me sign a waiver, and I was like, w- "What's the waiver for?" And they're like, "Oh, it's in case anybody bites you or pees on you, or you bite anybody, or you hurt the dog, or the dog." In case you. you
0: bite anybody, I mean.
1: <laughs> and I was Are like, "Are they fair joking?" Enough, the guy was kidding, but I was like, "Fair enough, fair enough." So then, uh, then we um, we did it, and it was actually like really, really fun. But the girl that was that went on after me. Um, she seemed a little bit greener and I was like, oh, I wonder how she's going to handle like this comedy setting. One, she was really funny. Two, in the middle of her set, a uh, bulldog started like aggressively humping somebody. So she, uh, she had to stop and be like, uh, lady, are you okay?" But the lady was being so polite. She wasn't like like going like, "Ah, get off me because so this dog was just like going at her."
0: You know, are you sure you did a real show or are you sure you didn't just walk into a PetSmart and start doing stand up? Um, I mean, isn't it rid What I'm trying to say is, isn't it ridiculous the shows that we agree to?
1: That's ridiculous. And you know what? I was happy to do it.
0: I mean, it's like, I love that you did that because it's like, it just adds on to like when someone asks you, like, what are the weirdest gigs that you've done? And you're like, well, I performed for dogs.
1: I. I wouldn't even, that wouldn't even be in the top 10.
0: What is the top, like, what is the weirdest gig that you had to do?
1: The weirdest and worst one was when I first started out. This guy, his name was Paul, probably still is. He was like, Do you want to do my show? It's in a park. And I've done other shows in a park, which is fine. This show in a park, there was like no people at it. And then there was like a couple, like, trying to have a picnic and he like just set a microphone up and i was like no no we can't do this and it was me and rose who listened to the podcast hello rose if you're listening and we were both kind of like oh my god like we're still going to have the show like there's no people here he was, so he this guy just like stood up later came to find out this guy also like lived in his van at the time so it was like what? A full on yeah like it was like a full on like what the fuck but i was like so new and so like happy to even have a show that um that uh that i like did it and i remember feeling so fucking degraded afterwards like i was so degraded
0: i mean it's pretty hard to. i remember one time i performed in a park and in the middle of my set like a flock of birds just flew like around and around and around me and it was so distracting because it's like you're trying to tell jokes and then like pigeons steal the show
1: yeah, and you're like, is this a sign from God? Like, what is happening? Also, we were harassing that poor couple. Like that poor couple. Like, and then people like, feel bad for you, kind of. So then they have to kind of like look at you. They're, it was just it was such a disaster. That and then another time I was in a cafeteria and they didn't have a stage. And I'm I forget if I'm like this is before I was not drinking. I like I'm pretty sure I was like standing on a cafeteria table and and. People were like coming and going. Like I was like in some area, the cafeteria was like actively being used, so people were coming and going. That would be that would be up there, I would say.
0: So like, I know we don't normally talk about politics on this show, but I do I don't it. know how I don't know how much you follow politics. Um, I would like to
1: follow more.
0: Okay, so Kavanaugh or whatever the however the hell you say his name, who is going to be who Trump is trying to get in as yes. a Supreme Court justice member. So I find this really interesting. One, um, he, was approached by, um, uh, he was approached by a dad whose daughter died in Parkland, like at the, I don't know if you remember that, but his, his daughter was shot at a school shooting. And he went up to shake his hand, said who he was, and this guy looked at him and turned around and walked away. I don't know. I just, what do you think of it?
1: Well, we had gotten a message. I got a message from someone that listens to the podcast. It's from me that asked me if I'd be willing to like oppose, you know, oppose the, this. And I was like, I was about to say, yeah, sure. And then the art therapist was like, why don't you ask them what that would entail? And I was like, oh yeah. So then, then I asked me, he was like, just use your, the platform, any platform you have to like talk about it. And then I hadn't gotten a chance to read the email yet. So I didn't know the ins and outs of it. But, what is quote unquote the reason that people are what do people in their misguided way, what do they think they like about him?
0: Well, the problem the, I would say the problem on our side, the the if you're a left or left leaning, is that um, his track record on women's issues, including abortion, are not um, are not good and there is real fear that he'll take Rovers' way and try and bring that out of the um, basically make it illegal depending on what state you live in with abortion. And so it's just taking away more women's rights. Right. I mean this is this is what the conversation is about him specifically is that you know he's he's conservative conservative leaning and that you know and and the bigger reason actually why we don't want him in is because Trump knows that if he gets him on his side that if Trump is indicted which I don't even know if you can indict a sitting president, but if he gets impeached or this case gets to the Supreme court, that he will have picked someone who will get him out of trouble. So a lot of people who are at the press hearing today are saying, I don't in good conscience feel that this is a good thing for me to do because if I, if we allow you to sit on the Supreme court, you know, you have a president who's about to be indicted or could be indicted. And then it's illegal for him to have you on his on the Supreme Court because you'll just side with him. So he's trying to pick. I don't know. I, am I getting too serious? I'm not making anybody laugh. Not at all. All right. Well, I guess we can end uh, we can end that discussion. But um, <laughs> I just I I don't know. I'm very into politics. I didn't realize how politically aware I am, but I watch the news every day. And of course, I can't even pronounce these people's last names. Um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like I've been so serious today, and maybe it's not so good for the podcast, but every once in a while, it's okay to get serious, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: totally.
0: All right. Sorry. Are you okay, Emma? I feel like I've taken the conversation into... um. Not at all. Okay. I'm really, really happy about you and the art therapist. I think that's Me too. really, really good. beautiful. Yeah. I think
1: it's exciting. It's a nice, it's a nice like, positive thing outside entertainment. You know, also with politics this year, I want to be more involved too because last, I used to be so involved and then now it's just like over the years I got like comfortable, especially when Obama was in office. I mean, I guess comfortable like a lot of people did and then I just like wasn't like paying attention to things and then it was like boom, boom, boom. And now it's so bad, it's like surreal. Like it's like, it's literally the line of what's reality TV and what's like what's going on is just like. It's just crazy. It's so crazy. But it's so kind of a it
0: Yeah, it's, you know, a great way to, if anyone out there is interested in getting into politics, you know, sometimes it is boring to just sit and watch the news or to read the news. I, I get that. There are certain ways you can get involved in it. I mean, I literally got involved with politics from watching The View. And I know that's like the most bland, ridiculous way to view politics, but, you know, it's a way that gets you in, start understanding the conversation. And, I listen to a lot of NPR, or I listen to Ethan Howard Stern. When Robin does the news, I listen to. I watch Morning Joe. I watch Rachel Maddow. Um, you know, there's different ways to get involved. This is the one time I would say, yeah, it's kind of important to be to know what's going on in the country because, I mean, everything is just so incredibly fucked up.
1: I completely agree. I should start watching Rachel Maddow. Someone commented on one of my YouTube things saying. um, saying uh saying saying it's ever since Rachel Maddow it feels like lesbi- lesbians uh feel pressure to wear makeup I'm like what that makes like Rachel Maddow the lesbian you think of when you think of pressure to wear makeup
0: I don't know but whoever Crazy. does her makeup does a great job because her skin every night looks absolutely flawless yeah it does I mean, really, she looks like her makeup is good. It's it's subtle, but it's good. It's I mean, it's like it's great makeup. I think that I would be a great makeup artist, and I wonder if Ooh. we should do a video of me doing someone's makeup for drag. My friend, my friend Alfredo, who goes by Free when he does drag, is starting to do drag, and I think because I drew so long that I'd be really good at makeup. Is that an ignorant statement to make? I would be I great. Have
1: you ever done? You can do my makeup. We can do it. Put it on the Patreon.
0: Do you want me to make you into a drag queen? Hmm. What would you do? I would block out your eyebrows and put in new eyebrows, and then make your eyes ridiculous, and then really like high contour, and then make your lips bigger, and you know everything that they do for um for uh, drag. All right, let's do it. What would I really do? do? You? Um, I, I, anything you want to wear. But we should Go do ahead. that. Just we should film uh... me getting makeup, and then. Putting it together, and then we can have Monet and Bob judge it.
1: I'm totally down. What would the judge
0: think? I mean, they'd probably tell me that I'm I'm
1: terrible.
0: No, it would be more me. They'd be like, Mateo, you did a terrible job. Or they'd be like, Mateo, you did a great job. But I don't think that they would tell me I did a great job.
1: Although I think I would
0: do a great job.
1: I think you do an amazing job. Would you do it on yourself, too?
0: I, you know what? No, because I don't want to shave. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I hate being fully shaved. So if I go, sh- if I shave, and I, I, I turn into a drag queen. It's like, you know, I, I I would do the makeup part for the eyes. I just don't want to do it for the um, call it? The the beard part.
1: I wonder if you could put makeup on it over. Oh yeah, no, there's no. We've we've got no need for us to do this. We don't need to. Oh, or maybe we enough.
0: should have a thing where Monet does makeup on me.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be great.
0: Yeah. She's done me as Liza before. Mm. I know. But then she gets mad at me because I don't shave all the way.
1: Right. Well, I mean, how much are you supposed to? Uh, what, what can you be expected of you, you know?
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot. They want me to, like, take everything off. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I need to do another photo shoot together. I want to do, like, a really creative different photo shoot of you and I. Just, like, queering it the fuck out.
1: Oh, I would love that. We could, we could do a prom photo, or is that too quick?
0: I would love no, to. We well, can, we can... There's different photographers that uh, I, we can work with. You know what I mean?
1: I, I would love that. You get so many photographers who take so many pictures of you. Is
0: I know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Daniel Sung Lee is a photographer I love working with here in New York. He's unbelievable. He just did that photo shoot of me as, like, a Greek god.
1: Ooh, I love that. I love. Did that. you see?
0: Did you see it on my Instagram? Yeah,
1: I think I think that looks great. I think it
0: really looks great. I love that I you're. In it. Your, I love that you're in your car, by the way. Well, I'm in a parking this. lot. I'm in a
1: parking lot outside, and we're recording this on Memorial Day. I'm in a parking lot outside the chiropractor Outside a chiropractor's office.
0: Oh, I'm um, supposed to go to your chiropractor.
1: Yeah, you go to, you got to go to the one, the one in New York is so much better. The ones in LA, I go to this like chain place, which is fine. I brought, but they like, but you just say it's like wham, bam, thank you, man. You go in, they're like, you're in and out in five minutes. In New York, they like stretch you and do all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it's a process. This is like, just couldn't be, couldn't be quicker.
0: It couldn't be bothered with you.
1: Yeah, this is it's so LA. It's like you just go in, they adjust you, like there's no talking, it feels sexual. I don't know what's going on. Um I wanted to tell you I got this audition in and I'm gonna post it on the Patreon and I was kinda like, Oh, it's like for a heterosexual person, not the heterosexual one where I was supposed to bite off a pigeon head. This I, was which like
0: also blows my mind
1: because ah, didn't get a call back. But <laughs> um but Uh, this one was for I'm supposed to like flirt with someone and like it's flirt with a guy and like I'm a waitress and I like lead them around and like make some pretty strong sexual innuendos so I was like so what exactly is the vibe of this character and it was for skanky Jane Lynch
0: what is that skanky Jane Lynch like uh, that was the description
1: yeah well no uh, yes actually and so you know what I did what I took the pink jacket I've been wearing to shows recently, and I had a shirt on underneath it. And the the girl reading doing the audition with me was like, "I mean, I was like, is this skanky?'" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "What could I do to make it skanky?" So we ended up unzipping it, and I like had like a bra situation under the jacket. You know? Oh my
0: god, Emma, you're just like turning into um, Madonna at this at this audition.
1: Not-
0: you should have walked in with like a cone bra.
1: Oh, my God. I wouldn't even know how to do that.
0: Well, I could show you. If you'd like.
1: Yeah, you've you've got it all. You've got it all down.
0: Yeah, for Um, some reason, I'm really confident in that. I'm like, I have like 18 comb bras in my closet.
1: Oh, my goodness. In case for moments like this. I would be so, I wish I was back in New York. I would love to get to be in New York right now.
0: Well, you know, what sucks is being so far away from each other. It's so much nicer and easier to do the podcast when we get to sit next to each other. And and of course, I love doing it like this because I just love talking to you. But um, just so everyone listening at home, it's frustrating for us, too, because we definitely love being with each other when we do the podcast.
1: You know what makes it? It makes it easier for me when, uh, because too, I can see like the timing of of stuff. Like I can read someone's face, you know, face and stuff, which is always appreciated.
0: I know, I'm trying to read the sound of your voice, Mike. Is Emma, does Emma need to go? Is she tired? At what time is it in LA?
1: Oh, right now it's
0: 3.30. Oh, real quick, we could talk about this. This is going to be like the last thing we talk about because we should be going soon. But what did you make of the Cosby star? who is filmed at uh, working. Oh, at-
1: thank you for bringing that up. Oh my God. It's so, it's so hard. Show business is so hard. And like, like as someone that like doesn't manage money that well, myself, I like, it's like fucking good for him because the truth is like, we don't know what his, he, he could have had a wife that maybe could have had when he got cast, maybe they gave him a bad deal. Maybe he didn't have a good lawyer depending him. Maybe he had a shit bag manager that didn't do anything and then just charged him a commission call at once when he had to write him for it, which is exactly what just happened to me. I, I realized I hadn't paid my manager in months and months, which is good because I don't do any work. He doesn't do any work. So I was like, Oh, well, it's just like, you know, no harm, no foul. And then I was like, wait, I gonna know this motherfucker money. And then I just wrote uh, earlier and was like, and I'm happy to keep this on the podcast. No problem. I was like, "Um, where's the invoice? You know, I pay my agents every month, my glorious agents that are exceptional at their job. love (laughs) Love to pay my lawyer. Love to pay the publicist. Everyone's just working and working. But I got an invoice from them. They hadn't charged me an invoice in like four months. And so a lot of money. And I was like, oh, man. No, this isn't working out. I mean, and then I was like, when were you guys going to send me this invoice? You know, like when? would you they were, Oh, they were like, oh, we're just doing house That's why we sent it to you now. And I was like, no, I, I asked for it right now. I asked right. for it. just the same way I asked if you would ever come see me do comedy, because you've still never seen me do that live. And the same way um, I asked if you want to get breakfast while I was in fucking LA, even though I've been here for weeks. The fuck? So, If if anyone's (laughs) wondering,
0: Emma's happy with her management.
1: (laughs) And let me tell you something. I appreciate any work and help because I've kind of, it's like, you know, when you give your life to something, too, it's like I'm running all over the country doing stuff like sacrificing, being a dependable person in a lot of ways, like, I just expect, you know, you want greatness, which is what I feel I have in the rest of the team, but, like, then when it's, like, just the audacity, to just sit and collect when someone's out here fucking sweating everywhere. But so maybe Mr. Trader Joe's had a shitty marriage. And maybe I'll see him there next month when I'm applying for a job.
0: (laughs) And I will be tweeting about it. You know, he got got offered a role in a Tyler Perry movie, so good for Tyler Perry. Um,
1: Wait, when was that?
0: Today. I read it on Twitter. Oh, that's Uh, great. Yeah. And you know what? I'm like, good for this fucking guy. You know what? Like, he didn't make himself a reality star. He didn't go down a path that he wasn't comfortable with because he didn't want to, you know, to compromise his integrity. He was like, fuck it. I'll get a job at Trader Joe's and I'll make money. They pay well.
1: Exactly. So I'm, on, you, I'm on his side. You know side. what? He, of course, you know what I was worried about was that when I was reading it, I'm like, who's this bitch that fucking called him out and took picture? And then it's, it's a lesbian. So I was like, God damn it. This is going to make people's homophobia come out. Cause they're, cause Wait a minute, lesbian. it was
0: really a lesbian who, who yep. took the picture? Yep. Well, that, hmm. It was
1: a lesbian woman of color, too. I was like, oh, no, this is going to make people be racist and homophobic and all kinds of No, race. it
0: yes. won't. And she also doesn't represent anyone but herself. Right. You know what I mean? Well, this has been right. a fun podcast. it's gotten
1: serious. Yeah, will, you guys let, will you guys let us know what you guys think of the Louis C.K. thing? In in conclusion with it, I think that he should have consulted a lot of people before emerging and he should have he should have given a, not put a club on the spot because of the nature of what he did. It's like, don't spring things on people. You're literally ostracized for springing masturbating in front of people in a way. So mm-hmm. let's guess show that we've learned even though i know that he's been doing therapy and stuff you know let's you know let's just highlight that we've learned and try to show not tell
0: uh yeah again i'm gonna i'm gonna say my point of view is just this this means we need to be having more conversations about how to treat women
1: I know. It, what, what boggles my mind, too, is then when people would say, well, now I don't even know how to react, act around women. And it's like, yeah, you do. Act don't like a normal over-
0: fucking human being. Don't, and yeah. Don't do any... What do you mean you it's don't like know this. how to act around them? Like, right. you know, do you know how to act around men? Do the same with women.
1: Right. And it's like, it's Like, do you know not how to have sex with animals? Like, do you literally... You know how to not do that. So it, it's not... You're not like... It's a seamless thing for you because it would take effort for you to go out of your way. It could be fucking weird to a dog. This analogy is getting confusing, and now I'm confused about why I started it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I get what you're saying, and it's like you know what? It's like if if you don't know how to be in any situation where you are, where it, because the thing is, is when you're asserting yourself over someone like that, you're assuming that that person not only wants it, but whether they do or don't want it, that they ha- they somehow deserve it, which is undermining that person's you know, choice and integrity. So, you know, this, uh, I mean, we could could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but, you know, again, it's like, stop pulling your fucking dick out, whether it was 15 years ago, whether it's today. And you know what, this is the, here we are. Totally.
1: A hundred percent. So what we should promote for you is that you've got, you've got Boston coming up.
0: Boston coming up, everyone. Please see me in Boston. I will be at Laugh Boston uh, September 13th to the 15th. So get your tickets at LaughBoston.com.
1: So fun. I will be, the next, like, headlining thing I have coming up is I'll be at the Blue Room in Springfield, Missouri, um, October 19th and 20th. And then I'm at the Draft House, November 9th and 10th. But I'll promote that as we get closer to the date.
0: I wish we could start doing, like, co-headlining together.
1: Yeah, maybe we can.
0: Hmm. Oh, well, let's talk to our managers.
1: Well, you talk to yours. I'll talk to my wonderful booking agent.
0: Okay, I'm going in to have I'm
1: going to have breakfast with my quote unquote manager tomorrow to be like, so here's the here's your whopping commission. I cannot believe this invoice. It's first of all, there's a typo on it. Something that I was supposed to get charged a hundred dollars for, I'm getting charged a thousand. So that's where this like big discrepancy is.
0: Oh my but, god.
1: But It's like, you know, give me, yeah, I'm good.
0: Well, let me know how it goes, and uh... Uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, talk soon. Bye, guys.